Welcome to Rebel Radio, the place to be for entrepreneurs who are hungry for impact and doing business their own way. I'm Cindy Van Arnhem, your rebellious leader for the healers and coaches willing to do what it takes to activate their limitless wealth through the power of self-mastery. The key to claiming your potential, trusting your wisdom, and creating infinite possibility in your world. Welcome to Rebel Radio. I'm so excited for today's conversation. Diving in with my dear friend and colleague, Michael Bryan. Welcome to the show, Michael. I'm glad you're here. Hey, Cindy. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. So introduce yourself a little bit to our audience. Tell us who you are, what you do. Well, my, my main focus right now is on my, is on my podcast. So mm-hmm. I spend a lot of my time behind the scenes with the show, like talking to people like yourself and meeting people and trying to try to use the show to, to help people. It's kind of what I've encouraged myself to do. But mm-hmm. a big part of that stems from my sort of lifestyle or the, the life that I, that I used to have. Um, having cystic fibrosis and diabetes and everything that goes along with that um, there's only so much that I could ever really do you know I couldn't mm-hmm. do your your typical job I had too much to to focus on too much to too much responsibility I guess to myself mm-hmm. you know I, I have to do every day if someone wants me at work at like half past eight in the morning that's going to be tough. I'm not going to be functional at half eight in the morning. So it just didn't, it was a bit of a prejudgment, but it didn't feel like I could actually physically manage it. Mm -hmm. Um, And all the reports of friends being like drained at the end of the day. And it was like, I can't afford to be that tired. So I've got to wake up and do it all over again. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really amount to much, you know, and then I'm wearing myself out for the sake of, you know, not a lot in return for it. So mm-hmm. I knew that the unconventional path was the path. That was yeah. my that was my thing. That was my sort of way of life from a fairly early age, to be fair. And I started my first business ever was actually tennis coaching. That mm-hmm. was the first thing that I ever did. And then it was personal training, <coughs> which then spurred me on to do the online stuff because that was when, that was when, I don't know why, but that was when Snapchat was popular. Mm-hmm. Something tweaked in my brain because they, they did the, not VR, but they did like AR, right? Like right. you could be in the right they had like stickers that you could put on the pictures that weren't actually there right mm-hmm. so it made me think what if and then that was when like vr goggles were pretty new as well it was like personal training is not going to exist in 10 years i need to, i need to do this online thing technology is taking over mm-hmm. you know? so i sort of not not pioneered the whole online personal training but I knew that if I kept up to date with the way technology was going that I could figure out how to be like the personal trainer in the room with like your, your, with like your sunglasses on you know I was I was picturing myself being like why do I want to deliver fitness classes when you could do it from home 
that was many many years ago and mm-hmm. obviously we're still not there yet but I've also moved on from the health training and the personal training and sort of moved on as I've grown as a person and explored new areas and working on myself as well you sort of grow away from stuff you will mm-hmm. find yourself being well not so much that but you feel pulled towards certain things yeah. and eventually you inevitably go but I can't have, I haven't got the energy to do everything I have mm-hmm. to pick so eventually you start adding balls if you will it means you've got to drop some you've got no <laughs> choice and eventually the personal training was dropped right um, it just sort of spurred on spurred on from there but the podcast is the thing that stayed stayed around for longer than 12 months because a lot of the experiments didn't last longer than 12 months right uh, it was try it test it and it was like mm, not quite i'll try something else mm-hmm. uh, but the podcast is what stayed true for over three years now so I sort of decided to commit more to that maybe about six to 12 months ago. And right now I've never looked back since. So now I help others do the same. I help Mm -hmm. others increase their sort of confidence levels, put themselves out there more, be more visible. And I'm putting together something to help people launch podcasts as well. So there's a lot that's been happening over the last couple of years. It's been pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking before we went live about the the book that I that I authored. It became a bestseller. So everything's been everything's been crazy over the past sort of twelve months. Which I have to put down to the pandemic. To be fair, I've had lots of spare time. So <laughs> I was able to write a book. I've been able to do a lot of other things that I just couldn't do. If, Thanks, COVID. <laughs> yeah, to a certain degree. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I love that you talk about that because I think this gives us a big permission slip as an entrepreneur that we don't have to stick to one thing. And I know for me, I never held a J-O-B for more than a year because I would get bored or I couldn't fit into the mold. It was like trying to stick a square peg in a round hole. And this, uh, your story and just always trying something new and being pulled to something else and pulled to something else until you found what worked. I think that's a big permission slip for us as entrepreneurs that we don't need to pick a niche and just go down that alley. You can pivot, you can change, you can do something completely different. But I also love the being on the edge of the industry and seeing the opportunity there of, oh, what if we did online training at home, right? So there's that other piece of being an entrepreneur where we're always looking to the possibility and the opportunity that some others may not see. So I love that about your story. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, it, it, it's all right. It's not something I share a lot about because to this day, <clears throat> I don't, I was, I was kind of naive mm-hmm. in that like, nowadays people are doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't realize what it took at the time to do something like that. Right. Um, and well, the technology we have nowadays makes it a little bit easier too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. But then when, when I saw like Tony Robbins, who was in a similar sort of, position with his live events he had like green screens up everywhere converted one of his rooms into this sort of virtual stadium and it was just like that's amazing mm-hmm. you know the probably he's got the resources to be able to do that 
you know, that there aren't many people out there that can do that. Yeah. No matter how much you might want to, you know, yeah. some people just haven't got a big enough space to do that for the start. Mm-hmm. They've not got the resources out. They might have the financial capacity, but they haven't got everything else that they might need mm-hmm. to be able to do something like that. Like now, now I'm not as naive. Right. <laughs> now I'm sort of like, I kind of know now that, you know, just because you want to do something, yeah, it's great <laughs> to be able to do it, but you don't know what comes along with it. You know, I, yeah, I think you need to be aware of what it's going to take to do it. Right. And just look at all the moving pieces and see, is it worth it? Right. You may have this big grand dream, but always looking at all the ins and outs of it. I think that's important. So I want to circle back because you had said you had you have cystic fibrosis and diabetes as an entrepreneur. That's got to require a massive level of self mastery and self awareness and understanding who you are and how you best show up. Can you speak to that a little bit? Because I feel like every guest I have on the show has a different definition of self mastery. So I'd love to know what yours is. Self mastery is, is having control over the things that you can control. Mm. And a lot of that is internal. Yeah. M- most of it's internal. Yeah, I would say pretty much all of it. <laughs> so, luckily, health, an awful lot of it is controllable. Mm-hmm. You can control what you eat. Yeah. You can control how much exercise you do within reason. If you right. work full time, you're always tired, you're never going to be able to do what I was able to do. Right. Yeah. Now, so I'm you- busier. I couldn't do what I was used to be able to do. I was, because this, this is the thing, and it's something that I, I actually experimented <clears throat> at opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Meaning I was a personal trainer and a tennis coach that worked and almost lived in the gym. Because right. the gym I worked at was a 24-7 gym. Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to work out five times a day, I did, and I could. Right. That's more than a lot of people get in a week. Yeah. And I was able to do it in a day. And yeah. then I would so, oh, you've lost weight, Mike. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> I live a very active lifestyle. <laughs> if, if I'm not teaching classes where I take part, because I'm a, I'm a dafty, I take part, um, <laughs> doing my own training or training clients or my second job was playing tennis. <laughs> So you were very active. And plus, because of the amount that I was earning per sort of client, I could put some away for food. Mm-hmm. And the gym was on like a leisure complex with like restaurants and cinemas and all kinds of stuff. There was a Nando's, right? And I'm sat there going, oh, chicken, I don't have to cook it. This is amazing. So like, I can't cook to save my life. So... I could, eat, I could eat very well mm-hmm. as well. And my yeah. daily budget was based on how many clients I had. Right. So if yeah, I you, get to, you get to pick yeah, and so, choose what you do and how you show up every day and pick your yeah. hours. You get to pick everything, right? I love that so, about being an entrepreneur. So if I had like three clients that say like 30 pounds an hour, I could eat like 15, 20 pounds worth, which was a lot. It's a lot. And, <laughs> And you only need to eat like two meals, <clears throat> three at the most, because I'd never go out before having breakfast. So that's breakfast taken care of. So, and then if you train five times a day, you haven't got time to eat. 
So, yeah, I was eating, I was training rather than eating. I was like, I'm a bit tired, feeling a bit lazy. I can eat or I can train. Let's go and do the, let's go and do the gym instead. So it was, <clears throat> but that was, I, I, I used to do that. I used to teach classes, do my own training, play tennis. Then the tennis club that I was at was a David Lloyd, which meant there was a swimming pool there. There was like your saunas in your steam room. So I go to the sauna before my tennis clients. It was like, when you think of self mastery, it's controlling what you can control Mm -hmm. and doing the best you can with it. I would be early for my clients on purpose. So then I could a not be stressed out. Mm -hmm. B if I could, go into the sauna and steam room to relax after the gym session that I did because mm-hmm. can't afford to be too sore. Otherwise, you can't then work. Right. <laughs> so it was, I had the whole system built around if I can control it and I can have the maximum amount of influence over my life and how I live and how I do my sort of health-based stuff, mm-hmm. then I do. So it's yeah. not just it's not just about it's not just about realizing that you have the control, it's exercising that control. Yeah, I, I love that too, because I mean there's a, probably a lot of our listeners have, you know, there's health issues that rise up all the time. And when you have that space and that ability to be able to choose your schedule and work around any physical ailments you might have, I think that's really powerful as an entrepreneur to be able to step into that because the nine to five job doesn't really support that ability to be able to fit those things in that are so important for your health. And I think that's really important for us to be able to take responsibility for our own health. Absolutely. There are ways that you can do it. Uh, I know because I've had to work with people that have regular jobs and eventually the reason why I shifted to the opposite end of the spectrum, but yeah, I do a bit every day now. So I'm active, but I don't train at a gym anymore. So I've got weights at home. I go for walks. I go for a run maybe once every couple of weeks. Um, I've got weights. I, I don't have a car. So walking is also my transport Mm -hmm. and I'm active, but I'm not in the gym beating my body up to pieces. Right. Which like, is also oh. a level of self-mastery too, right? It's like from yeah. one extreme to the next, finding that balance and that harmony. I love that. Yeah, yeah it almost feels like I've retired. <laughs> I've, gone from, I've gone from training full-time mm-hmm. every single day. I think I think I have a day off. And even then, I think I'll play basketball with friends on a Sunday. So we'll never really have a day off. Mm-hmm. And I've gone from that to like, oh, I maybe train. I, th- I think <laughs> sometimes I sit there, I think to myself, I only train once a day. This is weird. <laughs> what is some, weird? I know for some people like me, it's hard for me to even be like, oh, wow, I need to go for a walk because I haven't gone anywhere in three days. <laughs> so, yeah, there's the both sides of the spectrum for sure. <laughs> it's not easy. But then sometimes as well, like sort of, moving past the self-mastery thing is the more you can have the self-mastery element, the more you're okay with like the unknown. 
Mm -hmm. So this is why morning routines work really well because you've mm -hmm. got an element of control over some part of your day so that in, in the realm of anything can happen right. for the rest of the day. At least you've got this. Right, and I think that, that. that morning routine gives you a chance to set your intention for the day so that you can move towards that intention with, you know, still anything can happen, but at least your mind is focused towards moving towards that one thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and it's, it, it's amazing how, I'm trying to think of the right way of putting it, it's amazing how peaceful your sort of 24 hours is or your eight hours is that you're probably awake and functioning at that point. Um, it becomes very peaceful once you realize, okay, everything's a little bit close together today. Um, okay, how can I make things a bit easier for myself? Okay, well, I'll get food ready now. Yeah. Or I'll do this at this time. Yeah, it's three hours early, but it's the only block of time that I have before it gets hectic. Mm -hmm. And then I start complaining that I'm behind. Well, no, you're not behind. Is you didn't do it when you could do it. Right. That, that's why you're behind. Right. You yes. Look at the diary and go, well, do I do it before I need it? Or do I run around like a raving lunatic because I didn't <laughs> decide to do it when I could have done it? Where now I'm 10 minutes late for all of my meetings or appointments <laughs> or whatever it is because I chose to not look at my diary ahead of time. Yeah, it's a choice. It's a choice. Yeah. And setting yourself up for success. Okay, this is what my day looks like. These are all the things I need to get done. How am I going to space that out so that I don't become a raving lunatic, as you say? I love that. <laughs> I know that. It is really difficult and it is a balancing act. It is a, like, with, with, with the sort of conditions that I have as well, like my, my balancing act is like this. Mm -hmm. A lot of people struggle, and their balancing act is like that. Right. They're, so you you experience more of the extremes. Theirs barely move, <laughs> and, and I I I used to have a hard time trying not to be judgmental of someone mm -hmm. that goes, "Oh my God, I'm ten minutes late." I'm like, what are you doing? Ten minutes. <laughs> Grow up. But I have to take a step back and just go, you know, maybe that's kind of like a big thing for them. Yeah. Um, we're all different, right? Yeah, I'm we're all different. For a lot of things because I, I automatically plan for breaks. They probably aren't as adept at stuff like that. Sure. Yeah, like, we, all, we all do life differently and we all experience <laughs> it differently. And each of us has our own set of challenges and our own set of skills, right? Absolutely. So what is something that you wish every single entrepreneur knew? That looking after yourself allows you to perform at the level that you see people perform at. Oh, yes. I love that so much. I think that's something that we miss a lot in the hustle and bustle and the as entrepreneurs, we're always busy. There's always something to do. And I think it's so important that we take care of ourselves first and foremost. And then from there, our actions become more streamlined. We're more efficient. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I mean, just a, just at a very basic level as well. Um, on days when I have like back-to-back -back meetings, mm -hmm. um, I make sure that I don't work too hard physically. Right. Because then I'm too tired to think. Right. Um, 
everything <laughs> sort of breaks down. Do I need my brain or my body today? Which one yeah. is it? <laughs> yeah. But then if, if I've got, like, for I, I, I do, generally speaking, I do intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sort of stop eating at about five or half five at night. And then I start eating at about maybe 10. I still have liquids like water and a cup of tea and stuff like that, but I don't eat solids between those between those times. Mm-hmm. Now, if I have a podcast interview I have to do, it's at 10 in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm breaking my fast early to make sure right, that I Right, because you need to fuel your body. Great. Before I go up. Yeah. I, I, I have to be okay with that. Yeah. And I have to not beat myself up for not doing intermittent fasting for one day as if that's going to ruin my entire life because it's, it's not. called flexibility right <laughs> it is called flexibility and i think like, if you if you same with like scheduling like even like a very basic sort of businessy thing that i started doing is 10 o'clock is the latest that people can book in and six until half seven is the latest it's pretty strict it's mm-hmm. pretty sort of like it's those six is one slot 10 is another so right. six at night 10 in the morning the podcasts are an hour and a half right mm-hmm. um because yeah i can do earlier i could go later but i'm not my best self at those times so that right. that's number one number two mm-hmm. i can afford to be flexible so it's like, because I have a lot of conversations with people about being open-minded, right? And I go, well, I'm open-minded, but like not so much that my brains fall out. <laughs> um, when it comes to, I, I can be flexible, I'm mm-hmm. open-minded, but only because I'm reasonably rigid to begin with. Yeah, you got to have boundaries in place and know where, where that line is, right? If, if we just took calls at midnight because it was convenient for other people, we'd never sleep or take care of ourselves. I think that's really important. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah. if, it's, if it's like once a week, that's okay. Yeah. You, you set your, okay, like mine's fairly strict. Um, but if I've got someone from Australia that wants to be on the show and they can only do 11 o'clock at night, I go, right, well, I'll have a... A morning off the next day and yeah. I won't work too hard the day of because I need to be awake and functioning yeah. and performer mode essentially mm-hmm. um, at 11 o'clock at night I don't know many people that can do that so in order to do that I then reverse engineer and I go right well because I'm diabetic I need insulin I need food so I'll delay my eating a little bit longer delay my insulin a little bit longer in the morning because it lasts about 12 hours. So if mm-hmm. I get myself at midday, I'm still reasonably healthy insulin-wise at midnight. Yeah. Right? And yeah. People, people go, that takes a lot of work to do that, Mike. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a job. Well, um, yeah. And, you know, having diabetes is a lot of work too. So you got to make yeah, sure that you're paying attention to all of that. And that's without like the cystic fibrosis as well. If I wake up and I have a bad day, I'm cancelling my 10 o'clock in the morning. Right. It could very well be at nine o'clock in the morning. And I just send them an email and I go, can't do much it's about it. It's not happening today. Um, I've woken up and my legs are sunk into the bed. They're mm. tired. Got lead legs in the morning. I, I just thought, I'm just not going to work. It's not going to work. My legs right. just aren't going to function. Not going to happen. 
Um, sorry. Uh, I mean, if it's if it's uh, if it's a big guest, then my brain goes, "Oh, push through it. It's only one. It's only one. <laughs> push through it." I am. I am an idiot like that. If <laughs> if if I need to do it, or my brain makes me need to do it, then mm-hmm. I would do it. Mm-hmm. People say to me like. Oh, must be great to have a lie-in every couple of days. I wish I could do that. I like, look, not being funny, but I live alone. I'm self-employed. Um, I don't go to the gym anymore. I was up at six in the morning almost every day forever to be at the gym early enough to train with my, my mother because she works at a school, but she starts in the afternoon so that I could train with her after the school run. And it's like, that's pretty disciplined. How do you go from discipline to is I'm disciplined if I need to be? Yeah. I've got I've got a level that's kind of like army-ish. Right. And then I've I got a that. level that's like, I couldn't really care less today. Flexible uh, discipline. I love it. <laughs> Michael, I wanna on. I wanna thank you for being on the show. I appreciate having you here. It's been a fun conversation, especially the <laughs> raving lunatic comment. That was fun. <laughs> But as always, we end Rebel Radio with one last question. What do you dream of for the world? That we can get to a place where we accept diversity, even if we disagree with it. I love that. I love that. Awesome. Thanks so much for being on the show. No problem. Thank you for joining us for another epic episode of Rebel Radio. If you feel so inspired and you wish to help out another entrepreneur, share this episode out, leave a review. And of course, if you want to know how to leverage this information, visit my website, cindyvanarnum.com, and where you can discover who you are, what you want, and how to get it. Thanks for joining us, and I'll see you next week.